0: Hi everyone, I'm Hannah Hosley, and this is my very first podcast, and I'm very excited to be here because we're talking about something that I love and something that I'm passionate about, which are movies, music, film, the whole shebang. And... Um, What better way to talk about something that I love than with someone that I love? And we're basically just going to have a little quick chat with my grandma about how media has changed since she was a kid and how things are just a bit different from her life compared to mine. Because obviously, my grandma's seven years old. She was born in 1950. Things have definitely changed since then. And we're just going to kind of compare and contrast how drastically things have changed or how things are just kind of the same. And so, I'm really excited to talk about this with you guys. Um, I know podcasts are really popular right now, so this should be fun. But, let's get started! So, the very first topic we're going to get into is music. And who doesn't love music? I mean, music is all around us. It's everywhere we go, in our movies, in our shows, in the grocery store... And personally, I love music. I feel like it, music is the foundation of life. I mean, if there's any language that I feel like people can communicate through, it's through music. And I have no particular, like, specific genre music that I like. Like, I'll listen to anything. I'll go from listening to some Lana Del Rey to Young Thug to The Beatles to a movie soundtrack. I really don't care. It's anything If it's good music, I'll listen to it and I kind of spoke to my grandma about this just seeing what type of music she listened to because you know obviously music was different back then the popular music was definitely a lot different and we just kind of talk about it and I get a few of her favorites
1: well I grew up in the um, Motown era
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, in Detroit and uh, where Motown was and we had a lot of um, entertainers back then Smokey, Robinson and the Miracles, The Temptations, Martha and the Vandellas, The Supremes. So all of those were hits for me. Everything they made were were, um, my favorites.
0: I think one of the craziest things about talking to an older grandparent or an older parent or even an older sibling about the music they listened to was to them, this was the new music of their time. Like, this was what they listened to on their way to school. This is the new music that was on the radio. But to us, this is like you know, classic records. So I think that's just really crazy. Just knowing that my grandmother in 1965 was listening to this music on her way to school on the radio while I'm listening to this song on YouTube and the greatest 50 throwback hits. It's kind of just, it's crazy. But I definitely know that a lot of people got their music from the radio. I mean, I got my music from the radio most of my life. I really didn't stop listening to radio till I was about maybe like 17 because you know Spotify and Apple Music started becoming a little bit more popular so it was just a little bit more accessible to listen to music on streaming platforms but sometimes I do still listen to the radio and I know for my grandma you know radio was probably her only besides records was probably her biggest way of listening to music and she just kind of tells me about her favorite stations um what she listens to, similarly to what she listened to in record and things like that.
1: So <clears throat> we listened to radio. And like I said, Motown mm-hmm. uh, was our favorite. So, yes, we did listen to uh, radio a lot. W-A-O-K uh, was our one of our big stations back then. So we did have A-O-K and they played that type of music that we loved.
0: Besides music, one of my absolute, absolute favorite, favorite things in the entire world are TV shows. I mean, I love movies too, don't get me wrong, but I feel like a TV show is something that's a little bit deeper because not only do you have to maintain your audience's attention for a couple of episodes, but you have to maintain an audience for years, for seasons. A movie you kinda you just have a couple minutes to kinda keep your audience's attention, but There's so much that goes into a good TV show. I mean, some of my favorite TV shows, Mad Men, Mr. Robots, and Euphoria, those are all, like, extremely terrific shows. And I think, you know, most of it has to do with the fact that it has really good cinematography, great soundtracks, the storyline is perfect, and they're able to maintain, like, my attention from, like, 2015 to now. So, obviously, they're really good shows. And of course, back then, I felt like shows were a lot more, you know, slapstick, very comedic. Like I don't really remember a lot of dramatic shows back then. I think I like you usually see like I Love Lucy or, you know, Good Times or something. Like they're all usually comedy shows. And so I kind of can compare that to my grandma's generation because they definitely weren't as cinematic. I think when it came to their TV shows as we are now, especially with the rise of like HBO and stars and stuff, where they had movie movie networks creating shows, so they kind of had that upper hand. But I definitely still like some of the old shows. They're kind of very lighthearted, and my grandma she definitely still watches a lot of them now. So she just kind of talks to me about her favorite shows at the time. And they're definitely a lot different than mine. There
1: were there were several that I loved. I loved, um, uh, like, Father Knows Best. Back in the day when I was coming up, there weren't very many black shows. The first mm-hmm. black show that I can remember was a show called Julia oh, yeah. uh, with Diane Carroll. She was a nurse mm-hmm. and had a son. And uh, I think that was one of the black shows that uh, was out in the day. But um, Beverly Hillbillies and um, um, little shows like
0: that. Something that my grandma stated, which I feel like should be pointed out, was that most of them watch black shows. And considering that my grandmother and my grandparents are black people in the 50s and 60s, there definitely was a sort of need for diversity within their TV shows. Because at that point, they'd only known white actors they'd never seen a black person on tv so i can only imagine how powerful that was to see someone who looked like them on a television screen because even as i was younger i remember them watching mostly a lot of um you know black shows good times uh the jeffersons like she said julia and it's really crazy how even today people are still trying to find that diversity within their show because people love to be represented on screen they love to see people that look like them on the screen And I think that's something that we have to kind of pay attention to is because even though my grandma was living at one of the best eras of like music and, you know, television and film, it was also a time where she wasn't able to have access to as much as she could have or as much as she wanted to because of her race and because she was black. So I thought that was something that I should point out because, yeah, she was a teen having all this great stuff, but she was still in the 60s as a black woman. Piggybacking off of what I mentioned previously about how differently shows are from the 50s and 60s till now, there is a drastic difference. I mean, look at a show like I Love Lucy. They didn't even allow the sound of toilets flushing because they felt like it was too inappropriate. They didn't allow her to say that she was pregnant because they felt that word was too risque. But then look at the shows that we have now. Like, it's a lot of nudity a lot of you know sex cuss words it's definitely different even like at first it used to mostly just be like premium channels that had all of that stuff so hbo and stars and showtime and cinemax but now it's definitely reached to cable tv as well like sometimes if you wait late enough about like eleven, twelve o'clock fx will be like fully explicit it will no longer be censored. And I think that's so crazy because I remember it definitely just being limited to premium channels. But now shows have become way more explicit even onto, you know, cable network shows. But I also think that's because um, societies, you know, I think sort of less, since they're kind of desensitized to things like that at this point. So it's not very odd or uncommon to see explicit things anymore so they kind of like okay well they're used to it we can put it on cable tv now but my grandma she still talks about how she's like i can't believe this is on tv like i can't believe they're showing this but i explained to her like this is what people are used to at this point this is what people want to see so she kind of speaks on that a little bit different
1: Mm -hmm. television these days uh the uh people you things that you never saw or could think of back in the day are on now. Right, people saying uh, bad words. Right, and um, it's just uh, showing all kind of stuff that we never did think to ever see. Right, so it is completely different now.
0: Well, we reached our very last segment of the day which is movies and i love movies i love going to the movies it's such a fun experience i used to go to the movies like almost every other month before coronavirus <laughs> it's so sad we can't even go to the movies anymore but i mean i think they're still open but i don't want to take the risk but <laughs> um i love the movies i mean just the experience, especially if you're going to see something that's like a really big blockbuster movie. So, like, if you're going to go see, I don't know, Harry Potter or Avengers or something, it's like such a fun experience to be in front of a big screen with all the speakers. It's just really fun. And I think that's something that me and my grandma kind of like bonded with because around Christmas time, We'll always go to the movies. So like the day after Christmas or a couple days after after Christmas, we'll go see a movie. Like last year, we went to go see Star Wars. I think it was The Last Jedi. I don't remember, but I know it was a Star Wars movie. <laughs> I'm not the big of a Star Wars fan, but I want to go anyway. But anyway, I just, I feel like movies are a place where people can, you know, come together to enjoy something that they all love. But like I mentioned previously, my grandma, her experiences were totally different than mine. She didn't grow up in a time where she could just go to the movies, sit down, and be comfortable. She was, like I said, she was a black woman in the 50s and 60s, so things were a lot different for her. She, didn't, she wasn't able to just be comfortable the way that she might have wanted to be. And she's talked a lot about that. On
1: Saturdays, uh, that used to be the movie day for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was back, uh, born during uh, segregation, so uh, black people would have to sit up in the balcony of the movie theater. We couldn't go on the floor uh, and sit in the uh, movies. Right. So it was it was really different, and it's been so long. But but Saturdays used to be like a movie day for us. It used to only cost like a nickel to get in the in the in the movie theater. Wow. So we would take a nickel. If you had a quarter, you could go to the movies and uh, get you a hot dog and a snack and chips and everything and probably still have some change left over from that (laughs) quarter.
0: Knowing that that was my grandmother's experience at the movies is heartbreaking Obviously, I haven't experienced that because movies aren't segregated these days, but knowing that they even happened is ridiculous because just off of her skin color, she had to go probably through a back door or sit at the very top of a balcony where she probably couldn't even see the movie. And I'm pretty sure that kind of really affected how she viewed her movie going experience. For me, going to the movies is a very fun time, it is something that I enjoy doing, but for her... It was probably a time where she probably might have not even really wanted to do it. I mean, even though she says she went there, the fact that she has to go there with so many precautions and so many different, you know, issues is crazy. But I think that really goes to show how differently and how much um, media has changed throughout the years. Because for her... I mean, she has some really high. She had great music, great movies, and everything like that. But she also experienced a lot of horrible things. And I think that's what media is about. I mean, even though it changes through time, there are still moments where we're able to connect. Because even though me and my grandmother didn't experience the same things, we still like the same movies. We still like the same shows. We still like some of the same music. And we can connect through that. And I think that's what media is, what makes media so great is that no matter what your race or your gender or how old you are, we have these platforms for us to sort of bond on something. We can talk about the music that we like or our favorite movies, and it connects us all. So even though media has definitely changed throughout the years, it's also kind of stayed the same because movies are permanent, music is permanent. And even through, it transcends time. So even through, even through all these years, people can listen to these very classic songs or these, look at these classic movies and still feel the same way that their grandparents may have felt when they saw it for the first time. So media is definitely different, but it's also the same. And I love it. I hope you guys like this podcast. I... This is my very first one, so I hope it sounds good. And I really just hope you guys learn a little bit about how media has changed throughout the years. And I just want to say see you soon and thank you for listening. Bye.